Hello, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. I'm Kelly Jordan, and today I'm sharing a podcast version of a recent webinar we presented. Our friends Jennifer Iverson and Sarah Ferraro are talking about dealing with disappointment. Disappointment, defeat, and frustration can seep into our souls and impact every part of our lives. But strong leaders are able to navigate those feelings without getting stuck in them. They give us six ways to deal with disappointment. One of their six points is to build a support team and how that will help us deal with frustration and keep us moving forward. They'll talk through what a support team looks like and how you can develop one. Now, if you're a MOPS leader, you can watch the webinar version of this and download a building a support team worksheet at leaders.mops.org webinar. Now, let's listen to Jen and Sarah. Hello, leaders. My name is Jennifer Iverson. I work for MOPS International in our leadership development department. And today joining me is Sarah Ferraro. Sarah, we are so glad to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. It's always fun. I always love getting to be with you guys. All leaders, all things leaders, so fun. Today we are talking about dealing with disappointment. That's a big topic. It's a heavy topic, I think. I just want to say, first of all, Sarah just celebrated a birthday. Oh, you're so nice. (laughs) But I will tell you, for years, I think for me, my birthdays um, were always a huge source of disappointment. And I think it came often from unmanaged expectations. And I know we're going to dig into that. But I think it's kind of interesting to stop and take a second and say, think about some of the things that are disappointing. We talk about 2020. Um, I love how uh, Allie Worthington says 2020 is the year that should not be named. You know, it was full of disappointment. So, but it disappointment is not unique to 2020. I think there's a lot of things that we can be disappointed about, you know, whether it's events and activities. And I asked a question on social media um, a couple months ago, like, what do you feel like you wanted to accomplish um, or you wanted to do and you just haven't been able to do? And overwhelmingly, the majority of the responses had something to do with travel or something like that. And I recognize that this year people had those expectations and it didn't happen. But I think we can have disappointment in so many other areas of our lives. Yeah, so many. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I think, first of all, you know, this topic I want to start by saying, you guys, I'm a fellow leader. Obviously, I'm a mom of three. You know, like I am with you. I am experiencing everything that you're experiencing, especially just with even in your MOPS groups and just having to navigate through the mess of 2020 and now even 2021. You know, we're starting out and we're still in COVID. So I'm with you. I feel the disappointment. I have felt the defeat. And so anything that I am giving you today, just know that I'm preaching to myself as well. And I'm cheering myself on as well, alongside with you, because I do know that Jesus is ultimately the one really on the sideline cheering us on, right? So um, I wanted to start by that. But yes, I think there's so much disappointment. There's disappointment that we've experienced within our groups. There's just disappointment that we've experienced within our homes and parenting and just that that weight of feeling the defeat like nothing I'm doing is working. I'm sure within marriage, like we're together all the time. It's kind of 
which, which is a good, good thing. <laughs> good and bad. Like the togetherness all the time. Sometimes, you know, you just start twitching and kids are kind of like dogs. They sniff you out. Even if you go to hide, like they find you. <laughs> so Everywhere. With people all the time. Anyways, and even just personally, I'm, I'm sure just disappointed with yourself or just feeling like you just can't catch up. So the feeling is real, right? I think that that is something nobody can argue. And, you know, I have just found within years and years of leadership that a huge strength in leadership is to be able to feel the disappointment and the defeat. But the most important thing is to not get stuck in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Getting stuck in it ultimately is absolutely what the enemy wants for us. He wants us to just stay in that defeat. And so in order to just be propelled out of that horrible feeling, we seriously have to actively choose to do so. Right. And I feel like that even kind of that's a great segue into a piece of our theme, things we've been talking about. I don't know if you uh -huh. want to share that part of that. too. Yeah, totally. I love the way you say um you can feel the defeat. You can feel the disappointment. It's important, I think, to name it. One of the big things that I think about is um, a lot of times when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed, if I can name what I'm feeling out loud, there's something emotional about that, about speaking it with my mouth and hearing it with my ears. And so to be able to say, yeah, I am disappointed. That's, that's important and vital, but I think the key to it is not getting, not living there, not camping mm -hmm. there. And that's why I love this year's theme. You know, I, let me, let me back up first. Last year's theme, our theme verse was John 10, 10. Um, the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, but I have come and that you may have life and life to the full. It took me a minute. I got it. It's okay. Um, but when I think about that, it feels like this year, like the enemy has tried to steal our joy and to kill our excitement and to destroy our creativity and then lead into this year's theme. And we've said, no, we are going to decide to rise. We are going to be strong. We are going to do our work and we're going to chase joy. And it's mm -hmm. like it, there's almost like this anthem of having to say, mm -hmm. yeah, this year has been bad. There, that's a good word to say. <laughs> this year has been bad. But we can choose to chase the joy in it. We can choose to do the work that we need to do. We can choose to be a leader. We talked a lot about that last month in our webinar about deciding to rise to the occasion. I'm a leader. This is where I am. But now I feel like this idea of chasing joy of um, that's really the best way to combat the disappointment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, you know, there's one part in our tenet of chasing joy that I just love when it's talking about joy. It says it is a gladness that's not reserved for happy moments, but particularly during the hardest days that come your way. And, you know, like joy is the deep knowing that you were made for more than anxiety, depression, and fear. And to add to that copy is disappointment and defeat, right? Yeah. So yeah. we need to actively choose to make the decision to get unstuck. I love that. Like it is a decision. You don't just suddenly wake up one morning and go, oh, look, I'm joyful today. Like <laughs> it is an active decision to say, I'm going to chase joy in this. Yeah, um, absolutely. How? 
That's what I always think about. Like, how do we do that? Big, beautiful picture. I have disappointments. You have disappointments. Um, they're different. I can be disappointed about who won the Super Bowl. Somebody else is super elated. <laughs> Joy is not situation or situational. Like it's mm -hmm. for for each of us. So how do we combat that? How do we not get stuck? How do we how do we chase that joy? Yeah. Um, okay. And that's what I'd love for us to dig into deep today. Right now. That sounds like a plan. And so, fabulous women, get your pencils and paper out, right? I'm gonna give you six <laughs> tips and trips. <laughs> whatever it is. I'm gonna give you six tips and tricks, and it might feel like a fire hose of information. A lot of it is just really solid reminders though, too, because I think that we have to reignite some of the things we know work for us that we just often forget because especially if you're sitting in the disappointment or the defeat um and within and those six that, six that you're saying okay these are the th six things you have to do and no, all the disappointment will disappear these not at all like six tools you know tools. you use the same tool to do everything so mm -hmm. six tools for you to use and apply to whatever the situation is yeah, and I always like to tell people, you know, at the end of taking a workshop or whatever speaker you might have heard, you know, let it sink in. And the best thing you can do is pick at least one thing that really spoke to you that you can implement to have change in your life. And then once you've kind of accomplished that, then you can build upon it, right? And you can add more things because we know, again, especially if you're in the middle of disappointment and defeat right now, it's hard to decide to rise but even just changing that one little thing that is a decision you are deciding to rise it does not decide to rise is not this grandiose thing that has to occur occur it is the little steps that we are taking for improvement okay so here we go number one manage the emotion so a couple points under this one that i want to touch on and the first one actually is a tool from the Enneagram and I just really like it. It's called SNAP. It's just an acronym that's really easy to remember. And so SNAP stands for, so let's just say you're in the middle of disappointment or whatever the feeling is. The first one is to stop, all right? So just stop. The N is to notice. So notice around what is happening, right? And then to ask, why am I feeling this way? And to be able to kind of dig into those feelings and then to pivot. Right, so you're asking the question, you're able to feel it, but then you are able to pivot. So I just think that's a great tool and I use it very often in my own life because it's something that I can easily remember. So I wanted to give you that snap. All right, um, another way to manage emotion is a mood journal. Um, kind of like Jen was touching on, to be able to label your feeling is huge, but then to be able to just write it out sometimes is extremely helpful as well so that you're not spewing out verbally onto the people that you love. So a mood journal is a great space. It's safe. It's for you. You can write anything you want to, however that looks, right? Well, scream, in the, scream in the mood journal if you have to. <laughs> okay. So two things I think about that. One, when you're writing in a journal, you write slower than you think. And mm -hmm. so you have to slow down. And so it kind of follows your snap it makes you kind of slow down and stop and notice when you do it. And the other thing for people that are like, what, a mood journal, what the heck are you talking about? Okay, you could even just say journal. The mood journal is that way because, um, Sarah's from California. No, I'm kidding. The mood, 
you said that because, you're welcome um because you're taking whatever mood you are in whatever emotion you are in and that's what you're pouring into the journal it's not some fancy new journal that you have to go out to type. no it can literally be a spiral notebook it doesn't yes, have to be pretty. exactly exactly By any means so. for sure <laughs> sorry i couldn't resist i couldn't i think it's great so a couple other things obviously one take a huge deep breath um, I feel like we talk about breathing a lot and it's just a necessity. Um, I mentioned, you know, our kids are kind of like dogs and they sniff you out. But if you need to have some space, take it, find a way, even if they do kind of sniff you out, it's okay. But just taking that moment, that moment to have that breath, to silence yourself, to feel whatever it is that you are feeling in that moment. Yeah. And then, um, do something that's a mood booster. So we had a mood journal, but now mood boosters. I love that phrase because it can be anything. It can be anything that seriously gives you the littlest ounce of joy. You are deciding to try and move out of this despair or defeat and light a candle, take a walk, vitamin D, write in the journal, throw on a worship song, whatever it is that seriously really elevates like your mood in a positive way. Right. And that's going to be different for each person. That's the beauty of that. Exactly. Like, something that will boost your mood. I mean, yeah. for me, it may be driving in the car with the worship music really loud that, mm -hmm. you know, I'm sure people around me are like, what? Chris Tomlin? I thought, <laughs> you know? I know. So, yeah. And then this is the most important one, obviously. You know, I, Bible, and I'm not being cliche, obviously, but like truly, you guys, I think that during this season and our current climate of our world, one, we are finding ways to probably numb ourselves so that we don't have to feel these feelings uh -huh. of disappointment and defeat. And whether that's TV, you know, scrolling on social media, for some it may even be a little too much alcohol, whatever. I mean, there are so many unhealthy things that we can easily go to grab to numb ourselves so that we don't have to feel the pain. So I want to encourage you in this moment. I want you to know we've all been there. We're all picking probably unhealthy things at certain points, but here is your time. Here is your time to decide to rise and to focus on prayer, to dig into the Bible, to lean into God. I like to say disappointments are God appointments. Mm, yeah. When we are disappointed, I guarantee he has something he is going to teach you yeah. in that pain if you let him. And I think too, it doesn't mean you have to spend hours, you know, no. Bible. and I totally get that sometimes it's a little overwhelming. You're like, uh, where do I start? Um, you version the app on mm -hmm. your phone, the Bible app on your phone. There are so many, um, plans that you can do. They take five minutes. They'll give you a tiny little devotional and some scripture. Even just doing that, you even earn a badge at the end. When oh. you, I know, like, who <laughs> love a gold star? But there's something about that daily scripture, that daily talking to God, that daily um, encouragement. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes it's an admonishment. I mean, today I was reading in Matthew and it was like, oh, ouch. Okay, yeah, I got to check that. So yeah. I think it's that conversation. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So giving space. Okay. So we talked about number one. So managing the emotion gave a lot underneath that <laughs> number one, but 
Number two, won't have to be as long. So number two is don't take it personally. Mm. You know, I think, I mean, Jen, I don't know. Have you, do you have a, an example? <laughs> oh my word. I'm pretty sure that this is where most of my disappointment lives is that I take things so personally. The other day I was out. Okay, granted, we're all out. We've got our masks on. You know, you're trying to recognize somebody. I think I even had my sunglasses on. Like, I don't know how you tell who anybody is. But I saw somebody that I recognized and I waved at her. Nothing. Not, not a head nod, not a hi, nothing back to me. And I was like, man, did I say something? Like, for the rest of the day, I was sort of like, what did I do? So she mad at me. And finally I texted her in the evening and say, Hey, I think I saw you at target um, and waved, but she didn't wave back. Maybe it wasn't you. Like I tried to give myself like, maybe it wasn't you. And she was like, no, I was there. I didn't see you. And all of a sudden it's like, Oh, it's not me. Like I was so full of myself that I thought, yes. I actually thought that she was looking at me and going, that's Jennifer Iverson. <laughs> like acknowledging her. Like, what the heck? Who even thinks like that? No, no. But that's, you You hit, hit it on the nail. Like we are full of ourselves, whether we even realize it or not. And I think just from a, a leading perspective too, if people are saying things that are hurting you, I mean, granted, we there is always something to learn from, maybe something, criticism or whatever it might look like. We can always take something to learn from, but you have to not take things too personally because one, you never know what their backstory is, you know, and, and two, they may have even within your leadership team, you know, running your team meetings, somebody may have even made a comment and not even had been aware that it kind of stung you. You know what I mean? Like you said, right. like just not even aware of maybe how they're saying things. Um, and even just with in our homes, our kids, right? We can take it personally, like if they're not doing what we're saying or or thinking that we're doing a good job within our own mothering, we're just like, we beat ourselves up. Yeah. So don't take it personally is another one. That's number two. Yeah. So number three is to review expectations. So in the dictionary, to be disappointed is to be discouraged or sad because of unmet expectation regarding someone or something. Yeah. So that hit it on the head right there, right? <laughs> right. When leading too, and again, we're kind of we're talking to you as leaders and within your groups, but I know that this trickles into our homes. We have to clearly communicate what our expectation is for the commitment that we are asking. So if I'm speaking to you in regards to leadership, if you are not clear and set the tone of what you expect for, from your team, then you will be frustrated. There is this saying that expectation without communication leads to frustration. And it reigns true for all of our relationships. So when you're feeling disappointed or defeated, like review that. Did you set clear expectations for whoever it is you're disappointed with? You because we may not have. One of the easiest examples of that that I think we can all understand is even with our kids. And so translate this into your leadership, but I'm going to make it super simple with your kids. You ask your child to clean up their room. I don't even care how old they are, but you ask mm -hmm. the child to clean up their room. And then you come back 
half an hour later and you say, I thought I told you to clean your room. And they look at you and they were like, I did. And you're like, what the heck? Like, no, you did not. But their definition of clean their room and my definition of clean your room are two vastly different things. Mm -hmm. And I didn't say clearly what my expectation of a clean room was. And so mm -hmm. I think that's the same thing in our leadership. You know, we can expect a leader to do something or even a mom to do something. But if we didn't set the expectations, you know, you need to be at the meeting at such and such a time or on Zoom at such and such a time, then they might get there, you know, 10 minutes late, five minutes early. Like if there's not a clear expectation. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great example. I love that. And I think just one other thing to add to like your expectations. I think just we always need to be evaluating our posture and how we are viewing our life. And are we coming at it with what can I do for the world? Or, you know, what is the world going to do for me? And I think we all can easily do the latter or expect the latter. Again, almost like not even being aware of it, right? But just yeah. taking on that posture of like, what can I do to outpour? And as ex exhausting as that can seem, just depending on the season of life, like it truly is amazing how God will fill you up again with meaning, hope, and just like a fresh joy when you're able to take on that posture. Yeah, it's a great way to just combat. Of, it's, um, what's the phrase? It's more blessed to give than to receive. Like those, mm -hmm. moments when you're able to do something for someone else, it it is it's kind of crazy science-wise how it is that mood lifter, that refreshing. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. We managed emotions. <laughs> we managed emotions. We are not going to take it personally. We're reviewing our expectations. Number four is try again or try another tact. So from a pr practical standpoint, being able to think through and ask yourself, is there something that I can do differently? Mm -hmm. um, especially regards to MOPS team, your group, you know, being able to take a step back. And if you are disappointed with, let's just say, the response to your MOPS group or numbers, right? I think it's easy for us to always focus on numbers, even for our my own group. Mm -hmm. We had about 160 women. We went down to probably gosh, 60, and then now we're we're virtual only, hopefully getting ready to have like a hybrid system in play again, and we're at probably about 40. So, and I know that we had the benefit of starting with a higher number, so to even hear that we have 40 now, like that seems amazing. But again, just one, don't get focused on the numbers, right? Yeah. You can't, you yeah. cannot do that. But two, to be able to think through, like, is there anything that we can do differently? You know, mm -hmm. for your groups, was your current meeting time just not going to work out during this whole change of season for your moms, like asking those questions, brainstorming with your team, you know, bringing it to the table, being able to just really think through with that question. Can we do it differently? I don't know. Sometimes we can, sometimes we can't. Well, and I think there's a God appointment in that too, that sometimes yeah. we get disappointed with numbers. We heard in staff meeting this morning, um, got to hear an amazing testimony of a woman whose group had to move online and then um, only had six people show up at their meeting. But the amazing things that God did in that online meeting 
um, that are having an effect on those families' lives beyond that. Um, so I don't get hung up on the numbers or things like that. It's all about the relationships, not the numbers. Absolutely. Yeah, that story was amazing. I mean, those moms that showed up virtually were moms that wanted to learn more about Jesus and and none of them had a Bible. She was just sharing how they ended up sharing. They didn't have a Bible, but one of one, like, again, it's a testament. God is doing work, even when we can't yeah. see it. You might not get yeah. to see it. We just press on. All right, so that was number four. Try again or try another tack. Number five, this is a huge one, you guys. This is building your support team. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we like to say building your board of directors. <laughs> that makes you know, it so official. <laughs> it makes it very official. When yeah. I really think about a support team, my brain immediately went to labor and delivery room. <laughs> because I just think about, you know, you're gearing up for this huge moment in your life and you need a support team. And yeah. during a birth, when things don't even go go wrong, you need even even bigger support team. I'm sure many of you have experienced, you know, kind of a crisis moment. And there's like six other people that are rushing into that room to help you during that crisis. So especially when we are feeling disappointment or defeat or the enemy and that negative self-talk, man, we need a support team. Yeah. And so I'm going to talk through how that could look kind of the three specific people or not three, I think there's six of them, but we'll go through them fairly quickly. Kind of categories, buckets, right? Of people that you should have in your life. And just so you know, we actually even made you a very pretty little um, worksheet that you can print in, we're gonna send it in the replay and just begin to have that process of filling it out. So the first bucket is what I like to call role models. So. These are people that are going to challenge you. They're going to inspire you to seek new goals that maybe have always seemed far reaching. These are people that you don't necessarily have to know. And I know that sounds weird, but you know, the blessing, social media is a blessing and a curse, but the blessing of social media is there are some amazing influencers out there. And so you could follow a few of them if they are speaking True, if they're inspiring you and challenging you, you know, they're speaking yeah. things into your life that people that you are normally around maybe aren't doing that for you. So, right. speakers, if authors, right? You more disappointment, you can click the unfollow button. Yes, like, and we recommend that you do. Yes. <laughs> yes, but there are people out there. I mean, I think of a few, a few come to mind right away for myself of people that I would put in that category that I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah. Anytime I see something from them, um, it is encouraging, it is uplifting, and I learn something. Mm -hmm. And I want to be careful, though, like, you're not aspiring to be them. No. Right? You are you are being inspired to be a better version of yourself. You know, I would be inspired to be a better version of me, Sarah, and what God has called me to do. So right. you are not them. You are you. <laughs> All right. Second category are mentors. Now, these are people um, that are pouring into you. They are helping you grow. They are truth tellers. I think that mentors can feel intimidating, right? I'm sure you can think, I don't know how to find a mentor. I would love to have a mentor, but how do you ask somebody to be a mentor? And I think that sometimes we need to take, even though we did label it, sometimes we need to take the title off the table. Mm. So even if you have somebody specific in your life right now where you think, you know what? 
they would really encourage me. They would speak truth over me. I'd love to give them permission to do that. Just start by asking them to meet for a cup of coffee. And I know we're in COVID times, so whatever state you live in, I don't know what your guidelines are, but that can even be on the screen. And I know people are sick yeah. of screens, but even of like, hey there, I just feel like I'd love to, to meet with you, have an hour with you, set the bar low on the expectation. You don't have to say, hi, I really need a mentor in my life. Would you consider filling that role for me? <laughs> because the person's going, what? Even the person being asked to be a mentor, even that, that title puts the pressure on them too. And they feel like it's this huge role that they have to fill. So just make it minimal, right? Just come at it in a different way. And asking for help, you know, it's courageous. It's not a sign of weakness. It is you saying, I want to grow. And that is huge. And that is that is strong leadership, you know? And that is that spills over to your family as well. And I think you may, um, if, you, if you go with your description of people who uh, pour into you, who help you grow, who trail, tell you the truth, I think often when we stop and think, there may be people in our lives that are like that. We just haven't given them that mentor, that mentor title. I mean, whether mm -hmm. it's parents or aunts or grandparents, um, or uh, maybe it's a, a teacher at your church or something like that. There are people that I think are already doing some of that. Mm -hmm. The question is, do you have a close enough relationship that they're going to do that for you specifically, that they're going to tell you the truth? Yes. I yeah. love that idea of just starting small. Yeah. Okay. Next, coworkers. Now, I know all of us work because we are all moms. So this can look as a vocational coworker, or even the coworkers are the moms around you, right? Mom. Because they are the ones that they get the job that they are that you're doing. They understand. So coworkers are the people that are within your working environment. And they're kind of the safe ones that can empathize just during that working time, however that looks. Um, people safe, on your safe team. people, right? People yeah. on your leadership team, exactly. Not people that you're gonna go gossip to or anything like that, but just like a few safe people, especially with just leading, right? You always need at least one or two people where you can be really open and honest with. Mm -hmm. I think that within leadership, if that's the category we want to talk about for a minute, um, it can feel lonely, right? You yeah. you have the pressure, right, on on you to lead, to make sure things are, are going, the plates are spinning, things are working, and it can feel lonely sometimes. So just encouraging you to have like some of those coworkers um, that can empathize and really listen. <laughs> I love, Danielle says, my coworkers are my children. They, yeah, well. They should. <laughs> it's so true. I don't know how encouraging they are sometimes. <laughs> You know what, though? Sometimes they are, though. Sometimes and I think we need, to, we need to remember those sweet moments where maybe they are. And they say, Mommy, I love you. Or Mommy, thank you. Like, hold on to those. Yeah. We always have to revisit our, our moments of success, especially when you are in the depths of disappointment and defeat. Right. But knowing, your, like you said, your coworkers can be your other leadership team members. They can be other moms where you're, like, encouraging each other that, yeah, this schooling at home is hard or the not being able to go to museums or parks or whatever. This is hard. Like those moments where you can find those creativity together. Yeah. They get it because they're living it. Right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. Okay. Next are your friends. Obviously we need friends in this board of director lineup. 
But here's the thing. I want you to be aware that you definitely need the friends that can go deep. Those are important. But we always need the friends sometimes that are just good old fun. And it's okay if maybe they're that person that they have a harder time going deep. They're still so refreshing and helpful in our life and we need them. So you absolutely need the ones that are really going to listen and be able to go deep with you. But then the ones that can just have fun and be lighthearted. I think that I have certain friends that definitely like land in those different buckets, you know, categories. And it's okay. If I have this friend here, where like, we may not go that deep. And I I like to go deep. I probably want to go there too much. You know, it's like, okay, to just be able to, to laugh till you cry over funny stories or different life experiences. So, yeah. Okay. The friend that gives you the scripture to encourage you. Um, uh, but you also need the friend that sends you the silly cat video. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) yes if you have not um if you have not watched it yet you guys should go uh google the cat zoom video and um i mean i was crying it was was (laughs) okay last bucket of board of directors here or no no it's not the last one i'm so sorry there's two more all right we have mentees mentees okay so these are the people that truly do kind of help you fill your purpose, right? Um, Your kids, your mops, moms, other leaders. These are people that you are pouring into. And these are are equally important because although it's not like you being fed into, when we are getting to outpour, that does bring joy. That does help combat the disappointment and the defeat. I think that even just as being a mops leader, Many of you can agree that you love being a mom and you love your kids and you love getting to have that role. But when you were able to tap in to being a leader at Mops and use other giftings that God has given you, that fills your soul. Yeah. You know, and so and that's a huge thing. So just making sure that you are aware of who your mentees are and that you are continually pouring into them. Was huge. And purposeful about it. Very purposeful. Yes. Okay. Okay, Last one. Last one. Accountability partners. So this will look different for everyone, but I really do view these people ones that are probably around you a lot. Um, So it could be your spouse. It could be your parents. It could be a friend. But these are people too that they know you really well. But here's the thing. If you are asking them to keep you accountable on something, they're going to do it. They are not going to be the person that is going to be grace upon grace upon grace. And I'm all for grace. We all need grace. But if we're really trying to be held accountable to something, you need the person that's going to call you out. Right. And to step up and have permission to speak that kind of truth into your life. And not everybody can do it. So I think you do need to figure out who do you feel comfortable being able to speak that into your life. I think sometimes our spouse actually it can make us more mad if they're trying to help us so accountable to something. So really, <laughs> you know your life, you know the people in it. So to, to yeah. figure out like who could maybe fill that bucket for you um, would be a good question to ask as well. Well, and I think sometimes it depends on what you're asking them to hold you accountability. Accountable. Yes, two. Um, yeah, what, what exactly what category is it? If you're struggling to, um, here's a a random one. 
if you're struggling to make it on time someplace and you really want to improve that and you ask somebody, you know, hey, would you would you please text me every time we have this, you know, 20 minutes before to make sure that I am getting on time. It needs to be somebody that understands that, you know, you can't mm-hmm. some random person. Would you text me next week every day at two o'clock? No, you know. So it, think about it situationally. What makes sense? So yeah, don't, don't ask the friend that you know is always late to everything. I don't <laughs> if that's your goal, because <laughs> chances exactly. are she's gonna not do so good at that sort of thing. Exactly. So and I think we know those people. Like we know the person that's gonna hold us accountable. Absolutely. Uh, we don't want to ask them because we know they're gonna hold us accountable. <laughs> oh my goodness, I know. Okay, so that is, that's building your support team. And and really, you guys, like filling out this sheet, it's just a way to visually really think think through, okay, like Jen said, you actually may already have mentors in your life and you just haven't really labeled them as that. So just making sure these buckets are filled and the ones that have holes, you know, asking yourself that question or like, what could I change? How could I, how could I fill this hole in my life and and prayerfully consider what that might look like for you because you are in leadership you know even if you are watching this right now and you're not technically on mops leadership you are a leader within your home and we have to fill ourselves up or we are just running on empty and i know we all know that and i feel like we talk about it a lot and we give the analogy of the on an airplane you have to put your air mask on first before your kids right but it's so true it's yeah, true. Have to take care of it. And especially if we're in the depths of disappointment, we can feel it, but we got to get out of it because I think that it can spiral downward really fastly. And keep in mind, I think you can have somebody that fills multiple roles. Like, mm-hmm. and I, we are coworkers, um, but we're also friends. And, mm-hmm. you know, we can fill both of those spots for each other. She yeah. also keeps me accountable sometimes, but we won't go <laughs> anyway. <laughs> So, so good. Okay, so um, big number six to this whole timeline of points is to take a big picture perspective. Mm -hmm. And we touched on this a little bit before, but you know, when I Googled how to scale success, this is what popped up. It's profitability, number of customers, (laughs) satisfaction level of customers, employee satisfaction, your satisfaction level of learning and knowledge and how you spend your time. So it's this long list, right? A very practical scaled things for your success. But what we have to remember, like, and all of those are valuable. Like you have to be able to touch on those depending on what it is you're trying to gain success in. But we have to remember who we serve Mm. and kind of how I touched on it. Like if people are getting you down, if those are the root of your disappointment, we have to remember that our, our identity is found in Christ. Jesus is, he even has like cowbells, right? He is bringing it in. Yeah. So just picture running that race, you know, and he is cheering you on. Um, and like we touched on like numbers, we even said like numbers don't matter. It is the relationships that matter. Mm-hmm. And there's a scripture real quick. I want to read it's Colossians 3, 23, 24. And it says, whatever you do, work at it with all of your heart as working for the Lord, not for human masters, 
since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward. It is the Lord Christ you are serving. I think that's huge. And we have to continue to believe that God's plan is the best plan, right? He He is a miracle worker. Um, when you look back, like, really look back, like he parted waters, he moved boulders, he healed the dead, not just the sick, the actual dead, right? Yeah. Saved, destroyed, blessed, cursed. He can do anything. Yeah. And the, the caveat to that is he can do anything and everything except fail. That is powerful stuff. And so when you are really just thinking through your efforts and, and how you have done things, like the ultimate question is, are your efforts and actions bringing God glory? Mm. And if the answer is yes, you know, it's like, I want to like drop the mic, you know, drop the mic. <laughs> you're, you're doing a good job. You know, yeah. you're doing a good job. Like that is where our lens needs to be. So, you know, all that to say, a quick recap, you guys, we talked about, you know, managing those emotions. Mm. Don't take it personally. Review your expectations. Try again, try another tack, build that support team, and then ultimately take a big picture perspective because God is smiling at you, even in the depths of your disappointment or when you feel defeated, he is still smiling at you because especially if you're answering that question, like, are you bringing glory to God? That's all that matters to him. Yeah. I was reading something earlier today when you talk about, you know, how God will do more than we can ask or imagine. Um, that sometimes when I'm feeling disappointed, I might tell God, you know, oh God, if you would just do this, things would be so much better. And I had this image of him going, well, okay, I guess mm. that's what you want me to do. I mean, I had this better idea in mind, but if that's what you want me to do, like, it was like, sometimes we just have to say, God, I'm just going to give it to you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm disappointed. This isn't working out the way I wanted it to, but I'm just giving it to you and I'm going to go do whatever you tell me to do next mm -hmm. um, and let him show you the exciting things. Um, so, yeah, I think sometimes our disappointment is in our, our small thinking and that he yeah. has so much more amazing things for us. To do. Yeah. And I think we know that everything is like, you know, especially if you've grown up in the church and all these, you know, people pouring into you, like we know so much, um, but it really has to hit our heart. Like we truly have to like accept it and believe it, that his plan is the best plan for us, even if it's, so when things aren't going our way, just remembering that and, and being yeah. able to rest in it. So I always love a good challenge. I, I would challenge you guys to um, print this sheet, write out, you know, just your potential support team and dive in and figure out where you might have holes within that lineup and, um, and we'll over send that after this, uh, webinar is over, we'll send an email out. That's going to highlight, um, some of these things and I'll include a copy, a link where you can download that mm -hmm. um, sheet as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just going back to the disappointments or God appointments, you know, I don't know how you're feeling today. I don't know how you are feeling, you know, last week, do you feel great today? And but tomorrow is going to be a different day. We know how of a, a roller coaster situation, you know, our days yeah. have been. So 
um, just digging in and, and remembering disappointments or God appointments and leaning into him and asking him those questions like, why am I feeling this way? What's going on? Um, Lord, you know, help me to just figure out the steps I need to take to get out of it because we have to get out. Get unstuck, right? Get unstuck. Get unstuck. There was a, go ahead. There is one other scripture I don't want to forget to read. Um, yeah, go ahead. That also just kind of speaks into what we've been saying. It's Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. And it says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts, says the Lord. And my ways are far beyond anything you could ever imagine. For just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. So again, it just speaks into the fact his plan is the best plan. Yeah. Leaders, I know that um, this has been a challenging year. And I know when we think about um, our MOPS groups in general and leading our MOPS groups in whatever position you may be in, that you may have experienced some disappointments, um, some things that you just didn't... Um, able to get done, things you wanted um, to do, things that aren't going right, like we talked about numbers. Um, so I hope you will lean into some of these um, tips and tricks that Sarah brought and just really remember that um, our expectations are not God's expectations, just like, mm -hmm. just like you read. Remember that big picture. I just want to end by saying too, as we talk about disappointment and defeat, I think that it's a very different feeling um, from really deep-rooted depression and anxiety. And so I think if you have your support team too in play, you're gonna be able to have those people that can help you kind of figure out like, is this a little bit more, right? Than what everyone else is feeling? Do I need to seek maybe more professional help? I know that that's just a huge thing right now. And so I encourage you again, in the sense that asking for help is not a weakness, it's courageous. And I just wanted to close by saying like, you guys are doing an amazing job. and. I know we're cheerleaders, but we really are cheerleaders because we are seeing the impact that you are making. And like, I know you're tired, but I want to say press on, you know, and if it, if truly life has really dealt you some incredibly challenging moments and things where you have to decide to step down as a leader, you're still deciding to do something right. But keep going if you can. We're cheering you on. And like Jen said, we're here to help you in any way that we can. And you are making an impact. Like you need to believe that. God is smiling for sure. But yes, I would love to just pray us out. That sounds good. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, we thank you for who you are and that you are our biggest fan. You are our, our biggest cheerleader and you are smiling on us even when we feel like anything we are doing is just not working. So God, we thank you for that. We thank you for your support. We thank you um, that even when we are disappointed, you will meet us in that. And that's usually an appointment with you and that you have something to teach us. So that is my prayer. I pray for us, all of us, Lord, that when we are in a disappoint, disappointing feeling or a feeling of defeat, that we would be able to decide to rise and lean into you and figure out why we're feeling what we're feeling and ultimately get unstuck. Because we know that when we are bringing you glory, we have a target on our backs and the enemy doesn't like it. And so Lord, we just continue to pray that the enemy is far from us and our families and that you would just infuse, reignite excitement in all of our leaders as we have a lot of us started a new semester 
May we just be able to end strong, even if it's on a screen, however it looks within our gathering, Lord. And just continue just to pour into these leaders, these women, these moms. May they feel encouraged, God, that their works matter, that they are making an impact, even if they don't get to actually see the fruit that is happening. We love you, God. We continue just to pray for this 2021 year, that it will just only go up. (laughs) And we thank you again for who you are. It's in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.